Welcome to Subtle Beast, everybody. I am your host, Foltz. With me, as always, my main man and brother, Mr. Steve Apostolopoulos. How are you, brother? I feel good, Foltz. How about yourself? I feel really good. I feel really good. Man, it's been a, it's been a minute since we've been in here in the studio. Uh, we were doing a little bit of traveling. I don't know if anybody remembers, but we were talking about taking a trip uh, to go explore some things, and, and that's what we did. We did. We went to... Oh, I just, I'm just going to come out and say it. Do it. We went to the abandoned PA Turnpike Tunnel. Which is really cool. Out in uh, Harrisonville. Yeah, Harrisonville, PA. I mean, it's it, it's really a sight to see and actually a, a really nice day to spend out there and to hike. Uh, if you're looking for a good workout and you wanted to see, you would like to see what it would be like to just walk down the middle of the of the interstate or, the, you know, through, or the turnpike through the tunnels and everything. Well, this will give you a little glimpse on a, on a little smaller scale because they had to redo it because of, uh, you know, upcoming cars and traffic. And now it's just abandoned and uh, the streets are spray painted and it, it's growing over a little bit with grass. But uh, what we learned was that they're going to start to uh, try and paint over that and care for the park more. And how do we find out about all that information, Steve? Well, I had immediate contact with law enforcement while drinking a beer. Yeah, we had arrived to the park within three minutes. We had walked to the top of this pretty steep hill. Steve popped open his backpack cooler, got a beer out. Volts, do you want one? And I was like, I'm good. And we started walking, and this vehicle started coming. I said, do you think that's a cop? And Fultz said, who else would have access to this road? To this abandoned road. So Steve, thinking he was still 22 years old, <laughs> quickly saw law enforcement and decided... I need to hide this beer. <laughs> now, let me paint this picture for you, if you will. This police cruiser or uh, SUV, if you will, was probably at this point about 50 yards ahead of us. I turned around. I clearly saw Steve try and hide it. Well, the cop car stopped. And well, I, I just I went to the side of the road. I put my can of beer down and I continued to walk forward. Just out of respect, I guess. I, I, you know, the the cop stopped the vehicle, got out, and just immediately went into questioning. What what was that that you put? Down? I said that was a beer. And why did you put it down? And I said because I saw you. It's your typical game of cat and mouse, but Steve was honest. Yeah, and he said you can go get your beer. He said, were you going to leave that there? Were you going to litter? I said no, it's a full beer. I was going to go back and get it as soon as you drove by. <laughs> He's like, that's what I thought. And then he basically just questioned us for a while, but he realized we were just two two guys out there checking stuff out. Steve actually asked me, he was like, just keep it. But yeah. then he explained, you know, we're just trying to clean up the park for families. And me and Steve are both family members, and we get that. So there was no repercussions, but the cop was totally in the right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he asked us if we had spray paint. He said, do you have spray paint in that book bag? And the look on Fultz's face, Fultz wanted to say... 
do I look like I have spray paint in my book bag? I want to be like, I have a cliff bar. That's right. I have an emergency package. Like, if I get hurt, like, I have a medical kit. I was like, I'm not coming out here to express my artistic side. Right. We have a couple headlights that we're going to put on our heads to turn on when we get inside the tunnel. Right. Which, again, getting back to that was great. Um, there was there was, there was was a lot of families out there that day. We were actually going to do some um, filming with our vlogging camera, but uh, there just would have been too many people in certain shots that we don't have their permission and we weren't going around getting their signatures to, <laughs> to right. put part. But the good news is, is that me and Steve being making that step going to one of the places we've been talking about visiting is that we are getting back out onto the road as restrictions over the state or over the state start lifting. And hopefully that opens us up back up for a subtle beast tour and different venues, maybe across the East coast and maybe some during the Midwest, uh, hopefully in the future. Um, that's what we had. We're planning on doing, um, before, uh, before the world shut down for a year, but, uh, we're getting back into it and, uh, we're rehearsing and we're going to some of these spots and checking them out. And, we can't wait to get back on the road. And as a matter of fact, me and Steve will probably be performing our first live show in a year on uh, May 15th right, here in Pennsylvania. There's a, there's a festival called Freedom Fest that uh, Subtle Beast will be performing at, and we're excited to do that. Yes, being out on the road again was nice. Uh, like I said, like Fultz said, we were planning a tour before COVID, and then COVID just shut everything down, so... It's been a year delay, but that's happened to a lot of people, a lot of bands out there, and we're happy to be back, happy to be back out on the road. Yeah, we totally are, and we're super excited, but I guess the, probably the one thing that keeps coming up in our mind as we you know, discuss further shows, live shows, um, interacting with uh, certain fans uh, that like Subtle Beast come out to our live shows, we've learned over the past year that not that Subtle Beast has ever done any of these things, but anybody in the public eye or in the performance arena, you really have to watch very few say because there are groups out there that want to cancel you if you yes. say or if you do the wrong thing. This seems to have come a last year. You know, we weren't really talking about this before COVID, but I think having everybody at home and being on the computer has brought about this new way of doing things. Right. And it, it goes into uh, something, whether it's it's hate speech or it's derogatory, and which I agree with. If, it, if there's hate speech involved um, or there's any type of, uh, you know, sexist comments or basically coming from any color, creed, sexual orientation, religion, whatever. But the... The research that we've done into this, you know, just to make sure that, that we're always staying on the level and that, that we're not uh, offending anybody, in my personal opinion, there's really a big difference between hate speech and speech that people hate. I mean, I could say something derogatory and I should definitely be prosecuted in some way for saying something about somebody just live. But if you end up calling somebody else a, like, a, like a jerk or whatever, now you hated what I said. That not necessarily falls into hate speech. But I don't have hate for anybody. Subtle Beast doesn't have hate for anybody. We're an all-inclusive podcast. And uh, we're not taking any particular side here. We're just going to go into cancel culture, talk about what it is, why it happens of that nature, and uh, see if we can possibly get to the root of this. And Is it here to stay, or 
you know, will it fit of other different situations across right. the world? We want to acknowledge it. We want to shed some light on it, bring it to the, the forefront of everyone's mind. Right. Well, Steve, do you want to kick us off with uh, what is cancel culture exactly? So, what exactly does it mean to be canceled? Cancel culture can include everything from people with the most money and privilege in our society getting pushback for saying things others found distasteful to regular everyday people losing their jobs for relatively minor infractions. When it was first being used among young people on the internet, canceling was a way to say, I'm done with you. But as canceling became more widely used on social media, it has grown into a way to call on others to reject a person or a business. This can happen when the target breaks social norms, for example, making sexist comments. But it has also happened when people have expressed opinions on politics, business, and other pop culture. Yeah, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. And uh, it's frustrating to a degree. Um, Being on social media, you're going to see stuff that you disagree with all the time. Me and Steve were talking about this in pre-show. And uh, we're all guilty of it in some fashion. You see something you don't like, you go into the comments section, and before you know it, you're in a back and forth with people. I've, over the past couple years, have stopped interject myself into something that I disagree with. I find it much easier to just keep taking my finger and scroll. And like I told Steve, because I guarantee in the next 30 seconds of you scrolling, you'll see something else that offends you. I'm not even going to remember about that post because I know that I've made comments on stuff and not even like something that I disagree with, just maybe a response to a friend and they don't get back to me you know, within like a day or so. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot that I posted that. But in this, in this instance, you forget that you posted something and it had anything to do with hate speech or the way somebody chooses to live their lifestyle. Uh, you're, the expression coming out of your mouth isn't going to be, oh, I forgot I posted that. It's going to be, oh, I forgot I posted that. Right. You're going to have a different expression because you're going to get by uh, anyone, by a group of people, by someone who brings out this comment that you made. So when you're putting things on the internet, you have to remember they're going on the internet forever. They're going to be there. Yeah. I mean, this isn't something that people had to deal with 25 years ago, you know, pre-internet. You could have a view. You could probably say it publicly, even in front of a large arena. And if uh, you know, big time media wasn't there to capture it. Well, nobody in the in the stadium was catching it. The only thing that we had in our pockets was lighters for the encore. Now <laughs> it's it's all phones. And man, you make one uh, one slip up or you say the wrong thing, you're done for. I mean, go back. What was it been ten years now? Michael Richards that played Kramer on Seinfeld. Right. He lost it, and he should ever say. And did he take backlash? He sure did. It was pretty much career-ending. But the things that he said, oh, gosh, they, they had to be addressed. You can't say those type of things publicly. So that would be an instance to me where there had to be some type of, 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 of rep, uh, reprimand. Um, what goes? Is it going too far? Does it, is what somebody says publicly about somebody else publicly about their personal life, should that carry over into their career 
and possibly get them terminated because what they said doesn't necessarily agree with what their co- what their corporation or their company says. But however, they said it when they weren't on company time. Are you always representing your company, or do is there a time where you're allowed to be your individual self? And that's where a lot of questions come up um, because in this day and age, quite frankly, the answer is no. Because you fall under an, uh, under an umbrella of you are an individual, but you're an individual who also represents this Fortune 500 company, and that type of uh, intolerance won't be tolerated, if you will. And uh, it can be really, really scary. So, I mean, so what? what I think we've covered the the what and and why you would get canceled. Um, I'm just going to go into if, if it has gone too far. Um, in 2019, former U.S. President Barack Obama, he weighed into this debate about the cancel culture, saying that it was not activism. If all you're doing is casting stones, you're probably not going to get that far, he told an audience at an event for the Obama Foundation. He added that he got the sense some young people felt being as judgmental as possible, quote unquote, was the best way to force change and caution them that the world was quote unquote messy and full of quote unquote ambu- ambu- ambiguities. ambiguities. A similar argument was made by a group over a hundred writers and academics, which included J.K. Rowling and Noam Chomsky, and a letter had weakened norms of open debate. The letter received criticism by those who said that the writers were already in positions of power and that cancel culture wasn't meant to give a voice to those with less privilege. Cancelers call attention to actions they don't agree with. It's the only way to create consequences for those who have more money in society. That power can come in the form of money or influence. Other time canceler, other times, cancelers say that the power comes from their race or gender. Now, at the heart of many complaints about cancel culture is the idea that there are few ways to make amends once cancel culture send, says you have, that you're done or you're wrong with something. When an ordinary individual is targeted, those options for apologies or fixing an issue are even fewer. That can mean the financial consequences are even more se- severe. And it's important to remember that someone is always paying the price. Very interesting. Well, you know, those artists that band together, they they fear cancel culture the most because they are out there exercising, and J.K. Rowling, famous author, exercising their First Amendment rights, the freedom of speech, and they want to be able to say what it is that's on their mind in their in their work their their art their writing is their art so they are feeling like this cancel culture is infringing upon their art so would you go as far to say that no despite what people have said that it their right to say it should be protected under the first amendment well that that's the real question and it as far as other artists go like if you thought about a painter and the painter was getting reviewed on the internet. The internet can be a vicious thing. So if that painter releases a series of paintings, say six, eight paintings, and a famous reviewer goes to the show, looks at the paintings, comes back to the internet, writes a horrible review and says that this painter has no talent at all, shouldn't even be able to pick up a paintbrush and then all of a sudden people start piling on and saying, yes, I think you're right. This 
uh, painter has no talent and all of a sudden this person that was expressing their art and had a good thing going is now devalued because the internet has given them a poor review and people just piled on that poor review there's probably many people out there that think that painter's art is truly valuable and that that painter has plenty of skills and plenty of value to art but just because somebody says that they don't and a lot of other people pile on then all of a sudden that's the sentiment that it seems like popular uh opinion right public opinion right and see and that and that would be one thing if it stayed there i mean i think that that's that would be somebody's opinion and they're right i mean is that really damaging to that artist to say i don't think that his art's good or he, he he's a talentless hack versus saying some of the art that i was looking at i interpreted it as racist i see yeah i see what you, you know what you right. you know what i mean because then that starts that that's a big word i mean and that's a dark word um because in something in the instance of art all he has to say is, well, that's how I interpreted it. And if you get other people to agree with you, before you know it, this guy's artist is painted as a racist when really he just didn't have any talent in this guy's eyes. Right. Right, right, so, right, right. I mean, so that's I what see where you're going. You see, take it a step further, right? And just and like me and Steve, we have a lot of different uh, musicians in our lives that have different belief systems, uh, different ways of thinking, but just, w we take them at face value for what they are. They're musicians. They're actors. They're comedians. We go there. We're paying them for them to entertain us. We really don't care what their views are uh, politically one way or the other because we're there to have a good time. We're all Americans. We're all human beings. Why shouldn't we be able to, you know, congregate and, and all get along? Um, like a, and, and cancel culture is a, is a perfect uh, example of uh, what has just happened in the last few years. I mean, uh, sure, there's, there's, there's tons of venues that I've been to uh, where people view that I do. And we've had an amazing time together because we never really had to delve into what the core what, what our core beliefs are not when you're just out to have a good time i mean sometimes it just needs to be left on the shelf so you want me to talk a little bit about when individuals are targeted yeah do that so here here we go a video of a man shouting at an elderly lady in a costco in florida was shared on social media along with a call to identify him the video went viral, and by the following day, the man had been identified from a picture on his company's website. Hours after he was identified, with a growing number of posts expressing outrage at his action, he was fired. In a statement, the company thanked those commenting on the internet for raising awareness about the behavior of its former employee. Their behavior in, this, in the video is in direct conflict with our company values, it said. When an ordinary individual is canceled, they could simply step off social media to wait out the public criticism. But by calling on an employer to act, to act, cancelers are able to follow their targets offline as well. Other examples of cancel culture costing someone's job include Amy Cooper, fired after a viral video showed of her filing a false police report on a black bird watcher. Michael Lofthouse, forced out of his startup for a racist tirade. 
For companies deciding whether to fire an employee who has been canceled is tricky. But in the U.S., many employment contracts give businesses a large amount of discretion over when to terminate a worker's contract. Letting go of an employee who has committed an offense may be the fastest way for a firm to quickly restore its reputation. But for the employee who was fired, moving isn't as easy as finding new work, and it can be very difficult. Potential employers are likely to be thinking about the costs of hiring a person with a reputation for being canceled. At the end of the day, this is a business decision, and the company has to consider if it can deal with the possible blowback. Yep, and that and that and that goes hand in hand with does it go too far? Um, and when I say does it go too far, I'm not saying like if somebody really had said something racist or sexist or or something about however somebody chooses to live their life, then there should be some heavy penalties because uh, you know there, there, there's no room in today's society for that type of hatred. However, if and so quickly it can be turned and then somebody's life is turned upside down based on your interpretation of what they said and why. I just feel we should hold people accountable because when you turn to this person's job and then you get them canceled, what what have they really learned? Are, are they now conforming because they feel the pressure that if they don't, then they're under the scrutiny of everybody or... If you don't go to the don't go to the employer and you take it up with the individually or you take it up on an individual basis or in a group setting off of social media and try and educate, would that have a bigger impact? I don't know. I mean, again, we don't have a uh, certain side because we can see both sides of this. We're just trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, we're we're trying to figure out the cancel culture because it it seems to be. Maybe not in its infancy, but not at its maturity yet either. It's something that is occurring. Uh, people are getting canceled. Their uh, television shows are getting canceled. Look at Roseanne. Roseanne yep. uh, had a, a comment that she had production, hundreds of people being employed off of her name, and all of a sudden she takes a series of comments on uh, Twitter in the middle of the night and is completely unable to be employed anymore in the in the uh, tv industry yeah i mean it it's crazy and i'm not condoning anything that roseanne had said it, it had to be i'm sure it had to be addressed but i mean look how far that it can go i mean that was her show she was like the executive producer and she had to walk away because of comments that were said and uh and you know, there the re- repercussions for it Truly canceled right there. But there's other people, uh, and we talked about this in pre-show, yeah. the, the biggest one that we talked about, Eminem. Yeah, Eminem. I mean, uh, we, we, we threw up a comparison just for the, uh, for the lack of a better comparison of um, what's taken place recently with um, like Dr. Seuss books. Yeah. Um, now, granted, Dr. Seuss did come, or the, or, or the, the I guess he is Dr. Dr. Seuss came forward and said that he had been planning this for over a year to make some of these changes and remove some of these changes and remove some of these books. That's all fine and good, but like I said to Steve, well, was that seed planted with him a year? Somebody that was like, well, we don't like this, and we're going to turn this into something. And it took a good year, and he was just trying to to get ahead of it. Versus, you know, you have uh, artists like Eminem, who I, I don't have an issue with. Um, uh, you know, uh, maybe not for smaller kids, but you know, for the past 
what, 15, 20 years, he's been uh, saying a lot of things about you know, killing people and things about his mother. He, he's and pre- pretty much offending every He's been very group. homophobic. Homo- homophobic. But he offends everyone equally. Yeah, but does that does that give you a pass if you said, hey, but I make fun of everybody? Well, there again, that's the, the, the crux of this whole thing. It's freedom of speech. He's, he's exercising freedom of speech as an artist. That is his art form is to take that as far out as he can and say the most ridiculous things that he can with a shock value that sells his records. But, but again, does it take it too far? Like if I didn't like which I, I don't like a ton of the things that Eminem has to say in his music, but I, I enjoy some of his music. Is it me taking it too far? I mean, to me, my dollars and cents are what speak. If I don't like it, then I'm not going to buy it. Someone says to me, do you listen to Eminem? Nah, not a fan. I'm not, no, not going to get my money. But I don't got the time and energy then to launch a campaign against the man. I just, I just don't agree with you. I don't listen to you. I don't support you. Right, and that is spo- that is what has been good enough up until now. No longer good enough just to not buy somebody's record. They are making it so that person can no longer make their record. Right, and it's it, but it, and it's even going a step further. Which you know, I don't care who you support politically. That's your choice. That's your right as an American. But I don't think that anybody should ever be bashed or chastised based on who they decided to support publicly, whether you supported President uh, Biden or you, su- you supported former President Trump. There was people losing their, losing their jobs just because they said that they, they supported a, a certain you know, uh, campaign or, or what is it? What am I trying to say? Candidate. Yeah. Supporting a certain candidate. And whether you agree with Joe Biden or you agree with Donald Trump, look, it's still America. We got to be able to have our our own thoughts on candidates. Whether you believe in everything that's been said about Donald Trump or if you think everything was uh, was a fallacy about Donald Trump. The point is, people are allowed to to have that view and, and support a candidate label somebody else put puts on them. And that goes for Biden and Trump. Let's talk about some of the brands that that were targeted by the cancel culture. All right. Let's do that. All right. Let's see. Some of the brands that I can think of right up the top of my head. Well, Pepsi, they were they got criticized for a controversial ad that uh, appropriated global protest movements, including black. They took some heat for that. They're very highly criticized. But then on the flip side, then you had... Um, you had the Coca-Cola Corporation that they they were taking a lot of heat because they were they wanted to give all of their employees uh, I don't know exactly was it called sensitivity training yes um, I don't know what all that entailed so I won't speak on it because I don't work for Coca-Cola and I didn't see the process that everybody went through but is it is trying to program somebody the way that they think or their belief system. Is that going too far in the, in, in, the, in the workforce? Because when I think of the word belief, whether you're right, wrong, or indifferent, if that's your belief, you shouldn't be held accountable unless you're like on a public platform saying, okay, this is what I believe and do that. I don't think that you should be held accountable necessarily within your work because that it's a slippery slope then because it can say, well, um, we, we really don't think that too many 
people with Christian views should work here. We don't really think anybody that has um, has ha, is involved in the Jewish faith and their views should work here. We don't think that anybody that is uh, part of Islam, uh, we don't we're not looking at those views. Well, those are beliefs. Are those beliefs affecting your outcome, your product, your bottom line? Now, if the answer is yes, then okay, obviously as an entrepreneur myself, you got to do something about it. But if it's not, if it's just a lot of noise and like everything, it goes away. If it wasn't hate, do we need to, you know, drag these people or these poor souls across the coals? It does seem like there's a line and that line is, it's a gray line. Really. It, uh, it's different for different situations. I remember, I remember, uh, being, in junior high and high school and seeing a family and every one in the family was wearing Adidas and you're, you notice it and you're like, Oh, you guys all have Adidas. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're, we uh, don't support Nike. Like we're not a Nike family. And then you're like, Oh, okay. And they're like, yeah, they make their shoes in a sweatshop. And I'm like, that's cool. They have a belief. They stick to their belief. But at this point it's been so widespread that those brands, being canceled you know if they are using sweatshops in china or something uh can now really affect the bottom line of that brand and really drive the consumers can now really drive the way the business is run yeah because the rhetoric and 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 the dialogue has changed because it's gone from just to use your story for example hey i noticed that every uh, your whole family you, you guys are all rocking adidas that's cool and then they hit you back with, yeah, because we're against Nike uh, because of sweatshops or whatever view that it might be. Then you have to go into it, uh, you know, um, but, but it's become now, if you see a picture with a family that let's say they all have Nikes on, people will start to post and share that picture on social media with their own headline. This family only wears Nikes because they support kids in sweatshops. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's really true. I mean, some some of the yeah. things people uh, they just make things up. But those are types of uh, slander, and those are ty- if it's not if it's not true, those are the types of slander that even if you uh, clear your name in in the court of public opinion, it never goes away. Especially right. if someone calls you a racist or a sexist. Right. It's very hard for a person to cleanse whatever it was that got them canceled. Yeah, totally. Okay, now those are just like two examples right there that we were talking about. Equinox, uh, that's a gym club brand. They faced backlash after it emerged that its owner was holding a Trump fundraiser. Okay, so so the, there goes um, on, on the political side of the arena. This, this, this man t- took a lot of backlash because he supported a presidential candidate. Whether right, wrong, or indifferent, whether you agreed with that, uh, I don't know, because um, I have to. I have to question: Would would he come under the same f- type of backlash if he was supporting uh, a different candidate? Uh, I won't say any candidates from the past, but candidates that have had quite the scandals come up. Would he be canceled for that? And if the answer is no, then it's too one sided. Starbucks they came under a lot of scrutiny um, when they told their employees to not wear Black Lives Matter T-shirts or and or badges. Um, Nike, like Steve was saying, they released a shoe with the original U.S. flag that only had 13 stars on it, representing the original 13 colonies of the United States and, you know, honoring our independence. Um, But that got turned into um, that came from a time when there was slavery. Yes, that's true. That did come from that time period. But that could be like saying if I 
I'll use the reference of, of an artist and be like, okay, I painted this pristine picture of, uh, you know, back in the day, this, that, and the other thing. And people could be like, gosh, that picture is beautiful. Did you know during the air, that era that the KKK was really strong and really had a strong following? Like, okay, what does that have to do with my painting per se? Right. The re- you, how you relate, like if you painted the Roman Colosseum and someone said, well, you know, they used to make people fight inside there and to the death. Yeah. Well, that's not why I painted it. Like, it's not, the relation isn't the same. Right. We have to keep it within the parameters of of what it is. And for Nike, you know what? I got no opinion on Nike one way or the other. I mean, they're a corporation that's going to do what's best for them. But if they put out a shoe with 13 stars on it, I look at that as an American tribute to the beginning of our country. I don't see it as, and am I wrong? Maybe. I don't see it as, a, not that it wasn't during a time of slavery, but I don't see that that, that was the message. Maybe it was a message of, of unity to Americans. Look, look back to the 13 colonies and how far we've come to this point. Yes, there was slavery. Yes, there was all kinds of hatred. Yes, there was terrible things that were done to Native Americans, this, that, and the other thing throughout, the, throughout history. But were we part of it? Was it our ancestors? When, when, when do modern man and woman have to stop paying the price for things that happened in the past for people that we never even met had anything to do with? It was a different lifestyle. There was no social media. Sometimes there, was not, there wasn't even electric um, because different circumstances create different issues. And, uh, man, I don't got a hateful bone in my body. I don't have a racist bone in my body. I mean, you do what you want to do as long as it isn't affecting or creating any harm on me and my family. God bless you, you know, but other than that, if, if you're not trying to attack me or attack uh, my livelihood, we're good. Just don't say things that you shouldn't. I mean, there's a lot of things in this day and age. If you got to look over your shoulder and say, because that's part of legitimate cancel culture, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that there's some things in, in that one, especially the Nike. I love Nikes. They're the most comfortable shoes that I can get on my feet. Um, and so I'm not saying this because of that, but you have to at some point just have a head on your shoulders and just think as a normal, everyday, prudent person, uh, a, just a normal thought and say, did that really, is that really the point? Like, is the, are those two things related in that, but they did have to take it down immediately. They, be, they, they got berated. Right. They had so many that's the thing it's that there's so many there's so many but when did the people when does the consumer itself get to choose when does the consumer have or whoever was against it all right don't buy it and you see someone with them on on their feet all right give them a dirty look if that makes you feel better but to be able to say that i'm not i don't have the right to buy those if i want them based off of your opinion that doesn't really hold any a whole lot of clout and a whole lot of proof i mean a lot of people will talk about sweatshops and this that and the other thing but you know what that's a different country that's a different culture am i saying it's right definitely not because no kids that young should be working in anything but we could say the same thing about your iphone or your samsung or your computer or anything you got from silicon valley that was built with a bunch of parts that probably came from one of those countries that those parts were then built by the same people that you're protesting against for Nike as you're writing your your review on your iPhone. Right. And some of the like 
metals, the heavy metals and all the things that need to be mined Mm -hmm. to get an iPhone, but it's really convenient. It's convenient. I mean, what what if what if everybody within the cancel culture ended up coming out and saying that every major player like iPhone and and, and God knows I'm not saying this if iPhone and and Samsung and all the other major carriers people started saying they were, they kill people you know, <laughs> they're killers would you be like my gosh that's disgusting I wonder if I got a text yeah I mean because we're an addictive culture to 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 our screens to our phones which. I'm guilty of. I'm not putting my iPhone down. No. I mean, I like that type of technology, but it makes me wonder going on into the future with cancel culture, with technology, are we really, now I know I'm getting off, I'm going to get off basis here just for a second, but I'll bring it back. Should we really be getting involved in really, really high tech um, AI? Because what if AI starts deciding what is appropriate? Because if we remove everything from our past and then we're feeding all this information into an AI that doesn't know, let's use, let's use slavery for an example. And all the information, all like the Confederate stuff has been, all the generals and all the slavery has been removed. And there is, that input isn't in that AI to make a judgment. It's going to see what you said as racist that we haven't evolved as a people. Most of us. Now, are there racists out there? Yeah, but they need to get a life. But at normal everyday people, AI could judge them based off of interpreting what they said wrong because they have nothing to compare it against. Right. They've lost their history. Yeah, we can't lose our history. Uh, gosh, in eighth grade, and I'll always remember this, my teacher had a big banner in his room. Those who don't learn their history are doomed to repeat it. And that, and that, and that's true. Because if, if there's a certain group that's growing up and they're teaching, uh, well, we didn't like this one thing, and, or we hated this one thing, and we needed it removed, I could have quite possibly agreed with you, but I can't reference it. Yeah, it's somebody. Uncle Ben's. They get. They got. Uh, they got hit with some slander or uh, some backlash as well. But again, if that offended a, a large group of people racially, then okay, then then that should be changed because there's no place for racism. Um, what else can we think of off the top? We we mentioned Dr. Seuss. We mentioned uh, oh the the guy that um Mike Lindell that had my our. Uh, did my pillow he came under a lot of heart attack i heard he lost a lot of stores for my pillow because he supported um former president trump uh, and his campaign and boy he he got berated he got removed out of like bed did he get canceled because he was supporting president trump or did he say something that that he shouldn't have i don't have enough intel on that i wasn't following all that politics stuff too closely so but i know that he was on that list and you, uh, you want to go a little bit more in depth there on that uh, what, personal the, opinion? The Goya, yeah, the Goya story. Sure, personal opinion versus, uh, like, we can say consumer outrage, I guess. Now, it's not always an offense by the brand that causes a company to be targeted. Now, over the past summer, last summer, cancel culture impact was swelling. Goya Foods, the largest Hispanic-owned food brand, found itself as a target. The canceling came after the company's chief executive, attended an event at the White House where he praised President Donald Trump of the time. Cancelers claim that praising President Trump, whose policies they said were harmful to the Latino community in the U.S., showed that Goya and its executives did not support the same values as its customers. The cancel, the cancel culture pile-on was swift. Pictures of people throwing away Goya products and buying other brands circulated, along with hashtags, 
Goya Away and Boycott Goya, trending within hours of the event. Politicians and celebrities all took to social media to say they were no longer be buying any Goya products. Lots of tweets going out, social media. And, uh, you know, people are, people are making and, and buying decisions with these things in mind of, uh, of what people had said about uh, Goya and them supporting President Trump. Um, but what can we do? I mean, can, 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 can we make amends? for any of this now notably for goya the target of cancellation wasn't the chief executive it was the company itself now targeting the company rather than the individual can be more likely to produce long-term change according to some experts now the internet has empowered and marginalized groups to speak up about offenses but people are cautioned that cancel culture needs to find ways to let their targets make amends. If we're going to invest in letting people know when they have stepped out of bounds of what society finds tasteful or appropriate, then we also need to be sure we always have ways of letting people know how they can repair the harm that they've done. And I agree with that. Now, for businesses that may be changing a brand name or firing an employee to demonstrate that the company's values uh, match that of its consumers, but for individuals who are canceled, the costs are likely to be more long-term, and, and I agree. Uh, a large corporation uh, as such as Coca-Cola or Pepsi, can they, can they ride out a lot of the things that they did that um, you know either side of the aisle saw wrong with them? Of course they can. They've been here over 100 years. Who doesn't love Pepsi? Who doesn't love Coca-Cola? I don't see it getting damaged that bad. Will they have a bad – will either one maybe have a bad quarter? Maybe. But they'll bounce back. I mean, it's just a Coca-Cola is a, is a product that I think of when I think of uh, growing up in, in America as a kid because it wasn't as abundant and we didn't have a ton of money. So when we would get a Coke in a glass bottle with, with a top that needed to be taken off of the bottle opener, it was a treat. We liked it. It was, you know, summertime in America. We had Coca-Cola. But um, so, I mean, again, in those day with people, regardless of what, you know, some current situation is versus an individual because now you're dealing with an individual and you, can, you in some cases you don't even want to be seen talking to this person because now you're now you're a, a nazi now you're a racist now you're a sexist john john smith is walking down the street oh there's john guilty by association yep and nobody wants to touch him with a 10-foot pole is that is that is that how we're going to treat people though now granted if if they, if they publicly speak about the hate in their heart and and and, and isolating groups and, and and standing up for one race over another you don't have to worry about that you're not going to catch me talking to that person but if that person has a different view on religion or they follow a different politician okay great you, you got an extra beer i can have and so we can still hang out I mean, we're allowed to disagree as a people without turning to hate, and it, 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 it's consuming a lot of people's lives. And look, I see both sides of the aisle, but I stay in this little gray area called, I don't have, I don't have a dog in a fight because I don't got any hate in my heart. You like this candidate? Great. You like that product? Great. I don't, and I'm not going to buy it. Simple as that. But you're still not going to go out and go after them so that they can't sell that product to the people that do want it. Definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, I, I, I very rarely will, there'll be an evening where I'll sit down and have more than uh, like one alcohol beverage. If I have a beer, maybe once a month to me, that's a lot. So I'm not a big drinker, but 
I have friends that like to go out to the bar almost nightly. Should I start being like, you know what? I only have one beer a month. These guys are going out every night drinking. They're probably offending their wives. They're probably cheating on them and doing all this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, what's open after two? Nothing. You're just getting into trouble. Am I going that far? No, I'm going, eh, I ain't going to the bar. Yeah, you're just keeping your opinion to yourself. Yeah, what they do with their lives is their business until it makes it the world's business, I guess, by saying something that actually does cross the line. I think people need to be aware of, of what actions they're taking and what they're following, what they're piling on before they actually pile on it. Look, we all grew up with our mothers and fathers telling us, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. And you know what? It's perfect even in this day and age. You can look at somebody and you can think whatever you want, but be an adult. If they're around, don't act like a child and ignore them because based off of one of their views, again, if it doesn't follow into hate. All right. You supported Biden. All right. You supported Trump. Are we still going to the festival together? That's all I want to know. You know? Exactly. There's so many things that people are getting canceled for in this culture right now. So... I wanted to bring it up. I know that you wanted to bring it up. We've been talking about it here. It's definitely interesting, and it's it's evolving. Um, it is. Like you said, it, it could go either way right now. could kind of fizzle out. Could uh, could turn into something really terrible. And let's hope that it doesn't. Let's, uh, let's unify. There's one race, the human race, and anybody's allowed to identify however the hell they want. It's not even a big deal. Does it impact you? No. You want me to call you big black furry creature from Mars, big white furry creature from Mars? All right. If that's how you identify, done. Come here, big black furry creature from Mars. Come here, black white furry. (laughs) I don't care. That's your name. Great. Let's go out. I digress. So there it is. There it is. So again, Subtle Beast is just bringing you, you know, both sides of the argument. We can see them. They're evident. We hope that everybody's eyes are open and they can see it too. Let's just have a little bit more um, discretion in what others' opinions are or what others are saying is. Let's let's do a little independent thought and see if, is that an opinion? Was that hate speech or was that speech that they hate? If we do that, we're going to be just fine. Again, scroll, block, ignore, run away from, but don't ruin Uh, Again, unless it falls under, of course, hate. I'm Foltz. And I'm Steve. And we'll see you next time. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.